I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives. I recently saw a statistic that really caught my attention. According to the World Health Organization, violence against women, particularly intimate partner violence and sexual violence, is a major public health problem. About one in three, 30% of women worldwide have been subjected to physical and or sexual violence in their lifetime. Most of this violence is intimate partner violence. Wow. <laughs> These are really sobering statistics and tell me that this is a topic that touches all of us because even if we are not a woman in this demographic, with numbers that high, we are friends with a woman who is, we are in their families, we're coworkers, neighbors, our kids are in school with them or their kids. My guest today is joining me from our neighbor country, Canada. Dr. Sandy Curtis is Professor Emeritus in the Music Therapy Program at Concordia University in Montreal. She is an internationally trained music therapist with more than 30 years experience in clinical practice, education, and research. Dr. Curtis specializes in work with survivors of violence and is the author of the 2019 book, Music for Women, Survivors of Violence, on how women can use music to recover from the harm of abuse. Welcome to Enhanced Life with Music, Sandy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Sandy, a premise of your work is that music and music therapy are particularly effective in helping women deal with abuse. Tell us what it is about music, what its superpower is that makes it so effective in this context. Oh, and there's so many superpowers in music. <laughs> uh, first of all, of course, women women are being shown to to be very responsive to the creative arts and particularly to music. Uh, but when you're talking about women and girls survivors of male violence, one of the big factors or, or tools that their abuser uses is to isolate them. And so uh, music is a way uh, to break that isolation. Uh, in listening to songs of other women and their experiences about uh, of violence, uh, you know, women can think, oh, gosh, it's, it's maybe not just me, you know, like Trisha mm. Yearwood are, is singing about it. Um, Lady Gaga is singing about it. So maybe I can see that they definitely don't deserve it, so maybe I don't either. And then, of course, um, the the harm is not just physical. Probably the most long-standing uh, issues are the the emotional uh, trying to recover from the harm to the self-esteem. And music is a wonderful way for women to express themselves, to hear other women's stories, but then to move to expressing their and telling their own stories through music and connecting with others. And it's important for for survivors to be able to tell their stories because they're either silenced by the uh, abuse of men or they're not listened to or not heard by our culture at large. Mm. Well, when you were just talking, it really hit me, the power that music has to reach people, even if they can't be reached by human therapists. Because when I was thinking about the work that you do, I'm picturing you working directly with people, whether it's privately or in groups. But as you're talking about the music, I mean, this is something that women can listen to on Spotify from their home when they're on lockdown and be affected by that in the ways that you just described, even if they're not yet to the point where they're 
able or open to meet with someone. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's something about music. It impacts us on a, a physical level, on an emotional level, and a cognitive level all at the same time. And that's what makes it really uh, such a powerful tool in, in personal transformation. Um, and so, yeah, listening to music just on your own can, can certainly take you a long ways. In my book, I talk about how you can use it on your own or with meeting with other women, and then also how you can work with a music therapist as well, because, you know, there's some deep-seated issues that need to be addressed that, that a, uh, a music therapist can help someone, keeping them in a safe space and containing their experiences and helping them sort of move beyond that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we can move beyond the just listening to music, which is powerful in itself, but then listening and talking about it with others or with a therapist, and then to writing your own music as well. So there's so many multifaceted ways that one can, can connect through music. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about your book. It's an ebook and it's an interactive book. Is that right? It is. So it, it's uh, and it's geared like to a number of audiences. One is to help music therapists and other health, health professionals working with women survivors. But the other audience is just women out there. And okay. you'd think of women survivors of violence. But of course, as you looked at the statistics, so many of us are impacted. But even at those of us who aren't impacted directly by overt physical or sexual violence at the hands of an abusive man, we all grew up in this culture uh, that really is misogynistic, that, you know, objectifies women. We're used as eye candy in music videos, you know, looked at for, for what you know, we can do benefit men and not for our own rights and our own being. So, so the music, uh, I include a, a variety of music and, and as you read the book, you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. But there's also readings, uh, that help us as women understand what it is like to be growing up female in this culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, something as basic as body image, they say one third of, on any given day, one third of women are starting a diet, one third are ending it, and one third are thinking about starting on a diet. Mm-hmm. And the research shows that uh, women's perception of, of their body is much less than is uh, merited and men's is much better than his merited. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so, that research too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, if we could maybe learn a little bit about that. So it's connecting all the dots that it's not just uh, intimate partner violence on its own. It's not just sexual assault. It's the objectification of women. It's the, uh, you know, the devaluation of women. It's the very stereotypical uh, gender roles that both not only women, but men and anyone along the ge- anywhere along the gender continuum that they really do constrain us all and so helping you know through the readings and then through the music to learn what it is to be female or male in this culture and then maybe to challenge that and change Mm. it so the book can be gone through someone can go through it individually on their own or they could go through it in a group setting or a music therapist could go through it to get some more context and education to inform them in their work is that right that's exactly right and not just music therapists but other healthcare professionals it's important we tend to think, you know, okay, if we're working in, you know, women's shelter, then we know we're going to bump into survivors of violence. But of course, so many of us are 
have experienced violence and anywhere you go, wherever you work, you may be bumping into survivors who haven't maybe yet identified themselves because, of course, the shaming and blaming of women around this violence is, is uh-huh. so pervasive. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, and I highly recommend it in small groups. So much like, you know, the book clubs of, of the day gone yeah. by, uh, music club, because the thing is that social isolation, if you think it's just a personal problem, it's just me, something I have mm-hmm. to deal with, uh, then that's one thing. And, and you're not going to, you know, it's like moving around the chairs on the Titanic. If you're within a, a group of women, you can be sharing and exploring your experiences and say, wow, this really resonates with me, what mm-hmm. you've gone through. Mm-hmm. And we can see that it's not a personal problem that requires us to fix an individual man or woman. It's a, a larger global societal problem where we really have to challenge uh, and bring about change uh, mm. in societal structures. Sure. When you do meet with clients, whether it's in a group setting or one-on-one, tell us what music your, your music therapy looks like. How exactly is music used as a therapeutic tool in that context? Yeah, yeah, try to give you a picture. And of course, it's hard because uh, uh, I work behind closed doors for the safety of the women. But I work in small groups, maybe five five or six uh, women. Okay. Uh, and then we start first uh, by listening to other women's. And I want to use women singer-songwriters because it's easier for for women to to see themselves sure. when they're hearing a woman and and, and hearing about a woman's experiences. Mm-hmm. So we listen. Sometimes I might bring in a, a song uh, that uh, I think might be appropriate for the for the group, but most often it's guided by the individual women. So uh, they can go through. You know, I have my my book on my uh, on the iPad for all of these women, and so they can go through and pick and choose what songs resonate for them. We start listening, and then we actually sing it ourselves because it allows you to internalize mm-hmm. the meaning and the and the, the significance of the song and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then we move from that to beginning to write. Uh, and I, I'm there to give them the support because, you know, if you haven't written a song, you, it might be intimidating. But so many women have written poems and, and journaling. And yeah. so there's a very close connection. And so then we write the songs and each woman writes their own individual song. And there's a long process to help them feel comfortable. You know, when we listen to the singer-songwriters, we listen looking not only the meaning but also how the music works together so that they don't think they have to write great poetry uh you can write something in in very simple words uh straight from the heart like a tracy chapman song which is mm. uh, which is very powerful and profound so they begin to see that it can be in their own voice and that their own voice is important Mm-hmm. And then we go to recording. Uh, and I record it, I either uh, record it for them if they're feeling shy, or I provide the background and, and they add their voice and they, they record them singing. And uh, that can be so powerful to hear your own, uh, your own story, your own voice. Uh, I, I still think of this one survivor who, you know, I gave each of the women back in the days when we used CDs. Uh, and I gave her a recording of the CD and she asked, can I have an extra copy and I said sure she said well, you know what my abuser was my my uncle and half the family believed me but half the family did not mm-hmm. so I want to take this to him and she did she said oh, I took wow. it to him and I told him you know this is the truth and you know it and I know it and wow. uh, so it was very powerful for her Oh, wow. I imagine. That is an incredible story. Well, one theme that I'm I'm sensing in your work is that it's not only about healing, but in, in this next component is, I guess, part of healing, but it's also about confidence and empowerment. 
And when people's voices have been silenced, it is really empowering and breaks the isolation and brings confidence to have someone listen to their voice and just give voice to the experiences that they've had. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of what veterans experience. There was another guest who was on the show a while back who has an incredible nonprofit called Creative Vets. And I remember him saying that one of the values of of music therapy is it gives veterans a chance to give voice to their experiences without actually getting into all the graphic details of it. And I could see this being a corollary with women survivors of violence. They're able to express what happened without getting into the the nitty gritty details and graphic details of it. For example, with the veterans, they may have a lyric in the song about I lost my mind on the side of the highway. And to anyone listening to that, they could adapt that to sort of their own experience. They don't know that the person writing those lyrics has very minimal short-term memory because of a brain injury from an IED. Mm. And so I could see that being really similar with women where they can give voice to their experience without having to get into those traumatic details. Yeah, and that's that's an important part of the power of music that it can be very metaphorical. It can, yes. as you say, be very general and vague or it can be very explicit. Yes. But it, I think as, as important as is for the veterans, it's equally for the women because not only um, so often if they have to come forward, they're asked to retell their story over mm. and over and over again. Uh, and, and so, yes, that's a marvelous be able to tell their story without out having to prove to the world that they weren't responsible, it wasn't what they wore, what they did, mm-hmm. uh, that they can put it into song in whatever way, shape, or form they like. And it's similarly when you listen to music that there might be just one line in a song that resonates for you. And it may be the singer or songwriter wrote it with something different, but it doesn't matter when you listen to it. Yeah. You make you make the meaning of the song for yourself. Yes. Well, and like you mentioned, that one woman shared it with her abuser. And I imagine even sharing, I mean, that's incredibly powerful, but I imagine sharing it just with your family, whether it's your spouse that you're with now or your children or whatever, it could be Mm -hmm. a really great way to express to them in a way what happened in a way that you're able to now. I know that's something that the veterans did is they shared their songs with their children or their partners and their children and partner said, this is the first we've ever gotten them to share anything with us about what they went through because they just couldn't talk about it. Yeah. And, and for the women I work with, when, when it's on, it's recorded, then they, they can sort of give it to them and, and, and then protect themselves and, and move away if they need to, mm. uh, and until they're ready to talk about it. So, you know, you can take it at whatever level you want at, at whatever speed you want. Mm-hmm. This is a quick break to thank today's sponsor, SongTrust. SongTrust is the world's largest global royalty collection service. It helps artists both know and access the royalties they're owed, allowing you, the artist, to focus on creating and producing, not administrating. SongTrust represents over 350,000 songwriters, including both Grammy winners and -and up-and-coming songwriters. Did you know there is an estimated $250 million in unclaimed royalties? 
you can register your songs quickly in one place. SongTrust will then collect what you're owed from over 50 global pay sources. SongTrust is currently offering my listeners 20% off their registration fee. Just use the code ENHANCELIFE20 at checkout. Check them out at songtrust.com. While you're there, you'll see another reason I'm a huge fan. They offer a ton of free educational resources, including virtual workshops, a blog, and the modern guide to music publishing. In these therapy sessions, do you see a lot of self-acceptance and self-compassion sort of emerging too in this process? Yes, and I think it stems particularly in the group work that it is, uh, is that they can see and have compassion for the others. Mm. And then they can move that next step for self-compassion, mm. uh, you know, self-acceptance. Uh, and, and that is and that is probably the longest, hardest journey for women survivors of, of male violence because the abuser tells them it's their fault and keeps them isolated. And then when women often step out and ask for help, health professionals or friends are not always that helpful. They say, well, what did you do? And, you know, mm. what's wrong with you? Yeah. And so that, that self-acceptance through music therapy is, uh, the sessions is one of the most important. And, but it really speaks to the, the power of music and to the, ultimately to the resilience, uh, great resilience of these women. Mm. Yeah. Well, music can be such a bridge, too. It can be a bridge between our own mind and body, but it can also be such a bridge between us as humans. What do you experience in terms of that bridge effect of music? Like when, when you get with a group, do you find that some women, I imagine, would be really hesitant to interact and get involved? Do you find that some of that just sort of dissipates once the music starts playing? It does, uh, remarkably so. Some of the women expressed to me some reservation when they were first starting. Like, I don't know about this music thing. <laughs> and then we got in it, and it was like, uh, you know, we, they started listening to the music, and then all of a sudden certain doors opened that, that wouldn't have opened otherwise except for that music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a, a connection, a human connection between me and the, and the women I work with, and also between each of them, the uh, the women in the group. I also remember uh, one of the groups I was brought in to do at, a, at one of the shelters was with young teenagers. And uh, they called me, they asked me to come in because they said, well, you know, the kids think we're really square and they don't really (laughs) want to talk with us. So I I brought in the music, their music, and my electric guitar. And then all of a sudden, they weren't thinking they were in therapy. They were chatting with each Mm. other and listening to the music. And of course, that's ultimately what what therapy is, is talking, but Mm. with someone who can help you. Mm. Sure. Well, one thing I love about your work it is, is it does bring the power of music, it unleashes that power of music to bring healing and empowerment. But you touched on this earlier, you also see music as having the power to bring about cultural change and kind of countering that image of women as eye candy, objectifying women. Anything else that you want to say about the power that music has to change culture and sort of attack the roots of the problem of violence against women? Yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, there's not a single 
social protest that hasn't involved music. Music, mm, yeah. we know that's powerful. We, you know, we saw the the Me Too movement with people bringing in songs, uh, and so we can actually reach out and and tell stories to people who may, you know, not women survivors, but maybe men who can listen to women's stories. Mm. And women singer songwriters are becoming much more powerful. You know, back in the day, the very early days of of music videos, it was all a male adolescent kind of music video, but now women are writing their own. Since then, women are writing their own stories and 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 telling their experiences, and so it, it can challenge both men and women uh, about how they see the world and how they think about it. I've got on, on my website something called the Beyond Me Too Project, in which I've put up songs, music videos written by women mm. for people who haven't experienced violence, uh, and maybe even you know for men who want to be good allies mm. uh, to help them sort of become empathetic. Helped them understand. Uh, you know, we grew up in this culture that really does shame and blame women, and even women. We grew up in this culture, and we might say, "Well, what happened? What'd you do? Why did you wear that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and why did you say that?" And so it helps us. Like, oh wow, I didn't realize I had been taken over by this culture and was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, so it can change not only individual men and women, but it can change groups of men and women, and hopefully a culture too. Uh, one of the women I worked with when she recorded her own song, we were at that same time preparing for a, um, a Take Back the Night event, which is to increase public awareness of violence against women. And she actually said, can I choose the song and have a song chosen that will be played at this event? I said, absolutely. And it was so empowering for her, but she was also becoming an advocate for other women as well. Mm. Are, do you have some female artists who are kind of your go-to artists when it comes to their music and their music videos? Oh, well, I, I, I my book has over 200. Uh, <laughs> there, there's some wonderful, and I think that's like amazing. There's that much out there, but yeah. the only thing, but there's so, so many I had to overlook that couldn't include in the 200. Okay. Uh, so, but you know, you know, there's, you know, Lady Gaga, Lizzo, there's, uh, you know, I, I tried to get as much different types of music. So not just yeah. my taste in music. Cause sure. there's so, you know, I might like one thing and given my age and my cultural background and sure. it might not be somebody else's cup of tea. Sure. Uh, so, and there's, you know, Mary Chapin Carpenter, there's Trisha Yearwood, there's, uh, you know, there's just so much out there. Uh, that, so if you look at the book, I've, uh, the par- interactive part of it is you can go in and pick, you can choose according to the singer songwriter you can choose according to the style country indie pop punk punk. Uh, (laughs) or you can choose according to the theme maybe you want to because it's not just about songs about violence against women it's uh it's songs about women's empowerment it's songs about what love means to it for for women uh it sounds songs about resilience and healing so that you can choose what you want to listen to and how you want to listen to it wow that sounds like an amazing resource well, you have links, a link to that on your website. You have a link to that Beyond Me Too film that you mentioned too on your website and mm-hmm. lots of other resources. In addition to those resources on your website, are there other resources that you want listeners to be aware of and that you recommend for women who are experiencing violence? Yeah. And, and rather than give the whole list here, if they go to my website and at the watch the film Beyond Me Too, mm-hmm. the very last of the, the film, the, as just before the credits come in there's a list of uh 1-800 hotlines mm. uh for survivors of sexual assault survivors okay. of domestic violence 
violence. So that's a good place and they can have it all there. They're both in Canada and the United States. So there's something there for everybody. Okay, I'll definitely find that and, and link to that in the show notes so people have easy access to that. And of course, your website and book as well. And could I interject? Just yeah. I want to say that, you know, we're seeing a lot in the news uh, during this uh, pandemic of increased intimate male partner violence. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for women to get out to get to safety because uh-huh. they're locked down with their abuser. But to, you know, to get the word out that yes, you can get out there if you reach a shelter, they will be able to help you uh, find a way to get out and get safe. Mm, great point to make there. Talk about what you see going on right now in the Me Too sphere and our, you know, U.S. Canadian culture. Are we making progress? Are you seeing any trends? What what are you seeing happening in that space? Oh, and that depends on the day how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm very hopeful, Uh maybe a cautious hopeful. Uh, Certainly with the Me Too and now with the the you know what's called domestic violence in the news here, I'm hoping people will stop having to ask women to prove that they're that what that happened to them is true mm-hmm. and move to what can we do to change it that we can't keep on living like this so some days i'm hopeful but it's been a long battle it's been since you know before the you know the 1970s that we were you know seeing these issues they come up they percolate up in the in the news feed and and then they go down again so maybe the only good thing out of the pandemic is that it will make people realize that we need to make a change and women of course need to make have change in their lives to heal in the recovery but men need to make a change uh, so if you're abuser stop it if you're not call out other men if there's sexist jokes you know, locker room talk. Those little things are the things that underpin the larger, uh, mm-hmm. broader male violence against women. Mm-hmm. Well, as you're talking, it seems to me like there could be some real value too in anyone who is a parent looking at your book and looking at the the Me Too or Beyond Me Too film on your site just to be more aware of how they can be preventing problems down the road just in terms of I think a lot of things are so ingrained in our culture that we don't recognize them for what they are when it comes to contributing to that culture. And so whether you have daughters or sons or both, I think it could be really helpful to to view that film and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is an issue. And how am I addressing this in my parenting with my kids and preparing them for the world and shaping their view of of men and women? Oh, that's such an important important point. Uh, you know, because I, I get frustrated when I see these, you know, videos on, on the internet of, you know, fathers protecting their daughters, you know, carrying, you know, really stay speaking firmly to the boyfriend. Like, let's raise the boys properly, mm. you know, rather than trying to, you know, lock away our daughters to uh-huh. find a way to be safe. I was reading, a, you know, just a, a, an interesting article where a woman's saying, my daughter who's just turned 11 has asked me what to do when men catcall at her. Oh, like, my. Oh, so early. And yes, we need to help the daughters learn how to circumnavigate this world, but we need to teach the sons uh, how to to behave in this world as well. Yes. How long is the Beyond Me Too film that's on your website? It's about 40 minutes. Okay. And then uh, along with the film, there's, you know, for people who 
just want to look at something shorter, there's the, each of the five or six music videos, and they're about three or four minutes. Uh, and, and those are included that, in the Beyond Me Too film? Yes, they are. Okay. And the whole one of the points of the, the Beyond Me Too film is to make it accessible free online so that everybody can have access whether they want to just use it for their viewing or whether they want to bring it into you know a book club kind of format whether they want to do it as an educational thing at a school uh so it's all there free and ready for anybody to use wonderful that sounds like an incredible resource and i'm definitely planning on watching it well i ask all my guests to close out our conversation with a musical ending a coda by sharing a song or a story about a moment that music enhanced your life is there a song or a story that you can share with us today as we close our conversation yeah uh i'm thinking of a song called to be free uh, i wrote it with one of the women at the women's shelter and uh it, it was such an i actually normally write songs uh, with the women, but this one I had to write for her. Uh, she had been found by her abuser, and so she had to relocate for her safety. But she brought in, because she brought in uh, to that last time we met, uh, she brought in a crime digest from the newspaper uh, that told her story that, you know, that he had attacked her, jumped out of the car and beat her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm so mad because they talk on on very impersonal terms that you know of a, you know about my story. Mm-hmm. I want them to know my story. And this was the first time she'd ever been mad. She was always so shy, and it was my fault. Maybe I did something. Maybe I could be better. But this time, she was righteously angry at this abusive boyfriend. And so I wrote the song uh, with her words I put into song and I actually managed to follow her and give her a copy of it. It's such a powerful song telling about women's experiences of wanting to be believed and wanting to be let free from this violence. The words in the paper were plain and simple no apparent emotions attached stated starkly crime digest December 1st 1995 underneath laid out in neat little columns countless stories of other people's lives but one woman's story not much different from the Between the lines I'll tell you my 
glad you hear my voice and listen to my story like all other women seeking safety we want to be free and that is a little bit of the youtube audio from sandy's song to be free there is a link in the show notes to the entire video Thank you so much to Sandy for sharing with us today and for all she does to enhance lives with music. I definitely want to keep this topic and the statistics we discussed in mind as I go about my daily life. I know that just keeping in mind how many women experience violence will give me a more compassionate perspective on people as I interact with them and more motivation to speak up when I see or hear something inappropriate. This conversation was also a good reminder to all of us who are parenting boys. We parents can really be instrumental in preventatively changing culture through how we raise our boys and interact with their friends. If you or someone you know has experienced violence, be sure to check out the resources in the show notes and share this episode with anyone you know who may benefit from it. There are links in the show notes to Sandy's website, book, and Beyond Me Too film. I've also listed the resources that she mentioned are included at the end of the film, so you can have quick and easy access to those. Many of the links are for services in the U.S. and Canada, but we do have a lot of international listeners. So if you can recommend services available in other countries, please let me know. I would love to add those to the list. There is a link in the show notes to the episode we referenced in our conversation about veterans healing from trauma through music, as well as a few of our other episodes related to music and trauma healing, including Music Heals the Soul, The Healing Power of Music for Child Soldiers and Refugees, and Music's Redemptive and Restorative Power in Prison Environments. You'll find a transcription of this episode and all links in the show notes at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast slash episode 98. If you've seen or experienced the healing power of music, I would love to hear about it. You can connect with me on email, mindy at mpetersonmusic.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. All links are on my website and in the episode details right in your podcast app. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.